This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Age of Radio. Oh, it's pre-roll time, don't you know? The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. And the Inked Marketing crowd-funded comic for this here episode is Sisterhood. Already funded, but with still seven days left to get your copy. Uh, Sisterhood, it's a series of one-shot standalone stories. Each comic uh, features different artists, so, uh, you know... It ensures quality, you know, better production time that way, but it also creates a platform to showcase more outstanding artists. I like what you're doing there. The story itself, it begins with Leona and Carmen arriving in Egypt in now times, modern times. They're tricked by the flow of time, and they land inside a pyramid. When they walk inside, they, uh, they awaken these ancient forces, and they are tricked. Leona comes into conflict with the the forces that attack her, while Carmen, she up and turns into an owl and seeks shelter somewhere in the pyramid. And that's just how it starts. Uh, yeah, I'm into it, people. I, 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 I love a good uh, uh, gathering of new creators. So that that right there has me hooked. Um, Sisterhood. Like I said, that's, that's the book. You want to go to uh, inkedpub slash sisterhood, or you can search... I'm sorry, inked.pub slash sisterhood. Uh, or you could search Sisterhood on Kickstarter. And, uh, uh, man, it's not too late. It's not too late. Get it now. Once again, proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast, the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because The Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. Hmm. And do not forget to follow the Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is the Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, the Apocalypse is sure to have something for you. Well, 
Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 316. The 316th episode, or as I like to refer to it as the Stone Cold episode. <laughs> uh, I, I guess, I don't know if I like to refer to it that way. I just said it that one time. Meh, okay, yeah. Oh, no. I could say I like it. Uh, <laughs> the Stone Cold episode, uh, it's, it, it's a pull this priorities. Is what it is. I'll be going over the uh, the you know the, the books of the future, um, starting with the FOCs, the Final Order cutoffs. I'll be talking about the books that you must pre-order or they don't get made. You know, um, you know the stuff that has a, a you know a due date. You know, you don't want to miss out. Um, and you know it's it's good for speculators as well. If you want to line your pockets, I talk about any potential gains that, that that could be had that week as well. And I only share those secrets with the listeners. You know, I don't start talking about any of my insights until after the FOCs are closed. Yeah. So uh, as as a listener, a podcast listener, that's that's the type of. Uh, you know, that's what you get out of this, you know. Aside from, you know, being able to listen to my stupid ass on a regular basis, because, you know, that's that's really why you show up, right? You know, just make yourself feel better about yourself. <laughs> At least I'm not that guy. Uh, <laughs> and then also, you know, on the back end, I'll be talking about the books in the, uh, you know, more uh, near future. You know, the, the, the books, you know, coming out on... Uh, uh, well, next new comic book day, you know, so maybe potentially there was some new uh, information that had come to light that I, I didn't know about when the FOCs came about. I don't know, you know, or maybe you're just looking for that new thing to add to your pull list, you know, and this could be the week. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what this show is all about, people. Buckle up, because uh, um, I'm, I'm on one right now. It's 8.45 in the morning, and I'm... Uh, uh, I've, I feel like I've had like 11 pots of coffee, and uh, I haven't at all. I've had four sips of ginger ale. That has been my morning diet. Oh, and a red vine. <laughs> Don't judge me. It was right there, and I left it out, and I didn't want it to dry up anyway. Shut the f- right, let's, let's talk comics, man. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk lunar. Lunar FOCs, lunar distribution. Um... You know, they, they, they uh, release their, their books on Tuesdays, so that means that their cutoff date is a little bit different. Uh, so you got to order these books by Sunday, the 20... Wait, hold on. Is that right? Uh, 27th? Is that right? No, that can't be right. Upcoming... They have their date wrong on here. Um, just, just, just know that... I think it's like 6-1 is what it is. Let me look at this. FOC. Yeah, yeah. They have their their dates wrong on the Lunar website. That's what I'm here for, though. You know? Alright, so, due to be ordered by the weekend... Um... Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm looking further ahead and seeing... I think even more dates are screwed up. Jeepers creepers. Alright, so Action Comics, number 1032. Got a couple of covers on that one. Batman Reptilian, number one. What is this? Let me pull out my sources here. So what strikes fear into the hearts of those who terrorize Gotham? Uh, it used to be Batman, but something far more frightening than a mere man stalks the shadows, and it's after Gotham's villains. How savage must a monster be to haunt the dreams of monsters? P- 
pick up this dark and bone-chilling tale by Comics Legends, Garth Ennis, and Liam Sharp. Alright. Um, I'm a, a little six-parter. Let's see here. Let's see if there's any news at this point. I could have been better prepared for this. I apologize. Uh, Alright. Mm -hmm. um, when does this book release? The 22nd. Alright. Um, yeah, no, I'm not seeing any any talks of first appearances. Oh, yeah, no. Nope. But, I mean, cool, right? You know, not everything's about gain and first appearances. If anything, I would like to see a week where there are no fucking first appearances. You know, let's get these, uh, some of these fresh speculators that are just kind of in it for the dollar. And, you know, just popping in because their Pokemon market's fucking flooded right now. Because <laughs> there's a lot of that right now. Let's face it, people. You know, uh, other other collectors, you know, you're getting flooded with... Um, well, I mean, people and... It's not just with comics, you know. Everybody's flocking to other things because everything's getting flooded. Comics are going... You know, comics started going to trading cards for a second, but that, that bubble popped real quick. Um... But, uh, you know, then uh, we, we've got Pokemon, and we've got uh, sports cards, and all this stuff, and there's just the collecting market is so crazy, everybody's jumping ship. Okay, I'm going to see what this comic thing's about. And there's people that have been in it, and it's, it makes it a little frustrating, you know? Um, so, with that being said, it would be nice if we could have a couple of weeks in comics where we could just take the interest away from the, uh, the bandwagon collectors, you know? I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I love that books are being sold and all of that shit, but I also, I want there to be some soul in, in, in this industry as well. I don't want it to be soulless, you know? So I don't know. That's just my little whatever. Um, Coley Hammer has a B cover on this, and there's a really cool Bill Sienkiewicz 1 in 25 on this Batman reptilian as well. Uh, Batman Superman number 19. Oh, look, they're all up in the the West in that one. I got, like, cowboy hats on and shit. Oh, wow. Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. Alright, chugging along here. It looks like the Green Arrow's getting his 80th anniversary 100-page Super Spectacular special. And with that comes, um, well, your decade covers. Let's let's go take a, a peek here. Um, I know it's a, it's a podcast and you can't see this shit, so... Uh, let's see, the A cover is done by Dan Mora. Beautiful. You probably stop right there, but they're not gonna. The 1940s cover done by Michael Cho. The... Ho, 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 ho. I mean, I'm gonna have to get me some of these 50s covers. Um, because it's done by Daniel Warren Johnson, the legend himself. Nice. Um, I, yeah, that's what it's gonna take to get me on this. <laughs> is, is that. Daniel Warren Johnson. Jesus Christ, that's cool. Uh, I don't even have it zoomed in. I'm looking at a tiny little thumbnail. Uh, then we have the 60s cover done by Neil Adams. The 70s cover done by Derek Chu. The 80s cover done by Gary Frank. The 90s done by Howard Porter. The 2000s done by Jen Bartel. The 2010s, Simone DeMeo. And uh, that's, that's where it leaves off, Theory. Right on. Alright, that, oh, that, that, that Simone DeMeo cover is pretty fucking rad. 
Oh, that's good. I bet this is a $10 book, right? Yep. Yep. But if you pre-order it and you have a good shop that treats you right, you know, you get a discount. That's, that's how it works, right? Uh, Harley Quinn, number four. Uh, one, two, three covers on this one. The uh, I got a Pride Month on this one. And you can imagine Harley Quinn on a Pride Month. We're going to a little... Uh, a little poison ivy action. Mm-hmm. You fucking perverts. Uh, <laughs> I, I love fucking poison ivy. I, I collect the shit out of it. So um, I'm probably going to shamefully have this on my wall. I mean, is it really shameful? Uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like as a dude, it's kind of perverted. Um, because I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's not if you're a lady, right? You know? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just fucking old, man. You know? Maybe I'm not woke enough, bro. Uh. <laughs> Alright. Infinite Frontier. Number one. Uh-oh. Okay, this is a six-part. What is going on here? What is going on? We got the debut of Roy Harper uh, and his new powers. Oh, that seems to be an African-American Superman of sorts there, eh? Uh-oh. Gonna be well, why am I fucking from Minnesota all of a sudden this episode? What happened to me overnight in my dreams in my sleep? Um so yeah, and then reintroduction of a psycho pirate and a new costume there. Alright. Alright. This I mean I would imagine something's Oh. Alright, that's a cool fucking if that's psycho pirate on that B cover then nice. Nice. He looks kind of like Black Panther, I'm not going to lie. If that is, in fact, him. Alright, let's, let's read what this is about. When our heroes saved the multiverse from Perpetua and Dark Knight's death metal, everything was put back where it belonged. And we do mean everything. Okay, all the damage from all the crisis was undone, and heroes long thought gone returned from whatever exile they had been in. Most of them, at least. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, Otherwise, we don't have a story, right? Alan Scott, the Green Lantern from the Justice Society of America, has noticed some of his allies are still missing in action, and he's determined to find them. There are others, though, who would rather remain hidden than explain themselves, like Roy Harper, a.k.a. Arsenal, a man who should be dead but is not. Plus, what does all this mean for the DCU's place in the multiverse? Or opposite sides of a dimensional divide, both Barry Allen and President Superman ponder this question. Not to mention the dark side of it all. It is dark side. Um, <laughs> I always want to say dark seed. Uh, or a team of multi, what multiversal heroes called Justice Incarnate. All right, they're so this Infinite Frontier thing. They're obviously running with it. Okay, it's it's not just a. All right, well, it was a. It was good now. Yeah. No, they're going to keep it going. They're going to keep it going. And uh, because of that, I have to keep my interest on it, right? I'll sign up for it for the sake of speculation. I honestly, I mean, I got the last Infinite Frontier. I think it was number zero or whatever. Um, I didn't read it, you know? I'm just, I have to admit, people, when it comes to DC's continuity and universe... I really don't give a shit. Like, give me my Nightwing. Give me some Batman. You know? 
uh, fucking, I don't know, you know, I dabble in DC, um, but, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm lost on Justice League, and sh- I can't say I'm lost on Justice League, I read Justice League, I do, it's just, I, I feel like it's, I don't know, I, I'm just not into it as much as I am Marvel. You know, if I, I could only focus on all of the shit going on in one universe, it, it, it's going to be Marvel, and that's all there is to it. So when DC does an event, you know, Future State, all that stuff, I'm not nearly as into it, you know. Marvel does an event, and I'm going to attempt to try to read every tie-in for the most part. Uh, DC does an event, uh, yeah, sure, I may buy them all, uh, but they're not a, they're not, it's just not a priority, you know. Um, if I find something or I have to ask a question, you know, I'll go back and I'll read it. But I don't know. I'll check out this first issue. I'll see if it can bring me into this infinite frontier thing that they're trying to roll out. And I mean, odds are it's probably best I do know somebody that has a comic book podcast and wants to be able to, you know, uh, explain these things to people that have questions. Yeah, I, I, but I just, fuck. It's, it's homework I don't want to do, to be honest. There, I said it. I said it. Um, from Scout Comics, because Scout's being distributed by Lunar now. We've got Midnight Western Theater number two on the FOCs. Uh, don't sleep on any Scout books. You never know with Scout. A lot of times it's the books you least expect that get the big news. So, mm. Um, Mr. Miracle, The Source of Freedom, number two. Big first appearance in this, uh, cover appearance as well. Uh, never free. The daughter, I believe, of uh, Scott and Big Barda. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, uh, I have a feeling that if they're going to you know, run with the Mr. Miracle universe and make him something that his, his spawn, probably going to be a big deal. And it's, 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 it's kind of advertised that way, too. So this is a book I'm, pr- I'm definitely... Uh, getting more than one of, you know. I picked up a couple of the cameo in issue one, but uh, I'll be getting probably three of the first full. And the first full is confirmed in this one. I saint it, okay? So, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking say... Ugh, I feel so bad about Nightwing number 80, you, you, you listeners. You have no idea. I mean, I got duped too, but... And I don't want to say duped. It's not like anybody played a trick on me. It's just uh, the why you can call something a cameo when it's so clearly a fucking full appearance. I don't know. You know, just to... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I still think 80 is the first full appearance of Heartless. You know, I, I'm, I'm standing by that and my fucking eight issues that I bought. Uh, <laughs> more from Scout. Uh, Rabid World. Number two. There you go. Um, oh yeah, no, Rabbit World is the zombie. Oh fuck, I gotta get around to this. Hell yeah. Should I think I accidentally filed this away without reading it? I fucked up. Um, it's just a little four-parter though, so it might be best that you know I wait for it to complete and do a little bingey binge. Um, Robin number three. All right. So. It looks like they're teasing a a, a possible new. Uh, on the cover, it says, "Who is Damien's 
Damon Wayne's um, Ultimate Competition. You know, and if you read issue number two, and I don't want to spoil anything for you, but one thing that wasn't advertised in number two at all and still nobody's talking about is there's mo multiple first appearances in number two of Robin as well. Um, uh, one, uh, and then there's a, a, a callback to a character that they kind of pump up as potentially being really OP, and that's this good dude named Hawk. And it kind of looks like that's who... Uh, that's who Robin is fighting on this cover here. You know, this character's all in shadows and everything. But if you read number two, I mean, it very clearly says that, you know, you think Flatline's the shit. Fucking Hawk is the dude you have to watch out for as he snaps a dude's neck like a fucking Pez dispenser. So, um, with that being said, I, I think this is trying to get you to think that there's a first appearance popping off in here. And I could be wrong, you know, but as somebody that read number two, uh, I, I think it's uh, I think it's kind of tricksy, you know. Um, two is the issue to pick up. I think there's a lot of sleeper characters in there. XXL, like a little ten-year-old boxer with a freaking hype crowd that runs around him with him. Oh, come on, man. It's just it's just good stuff. Regardless, Robin's a great read. So even if you're not in it for the spec game, and I'm all for you if that's who you are. Um then, uh, yeah, I still think this is a great time to, to pick it up. Um, find one and two while you still can, because this series will take off. It will. It, Joshua Williamson, it, Joshua Williamson, <laughs> sorry, is, uh, oh, he's, he's just, he's making me love some Damian Wayne. Um, and then this B cover is rad too. Hold on, who is that on this B cover? Uh, hmm. I would say that you know maybe it's just Damien in. Does, is he getting some new digs? Like, like is wait no, di, di, threads. Digs isn't closed, is it? I'm so fucking old. Uh, <laughs> um. All right. Often surprise confrontation when. Damien's number one competition in Mysterious Fighter trained by the League of Shadows. Okay, so maybe after reading the description that isn't Hawk on there. Sure does resemble Hawk though. He was trained by the League of Shadows. Hmm. Alright, see I fuck. There's a there's a lot of misrepresentation going on here. I don't know, kind of an ugh. What are you gonna do? Um, I'll pick up a couple copies. Okay. Okay, jeez, it's a great B cover. I don't know who is he going blonde? Is he changing things up? Like what's going on? Is he getting a new costume? Costume outfit? Uniform? What do you call him? Costume seems Halloweeny to me, you know. Um, costume does uh, what? What would you call it? A uniform seems too formal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Ruby, Justice League, <laughs> number three of a seven-parter. Uh, then we got a couple covers on that one. If you're into Flash and Simone de Mayo, then mm -hmm. there you go. Nice B cover there. Uh, Tales Told in Techno Horror. What is this? What is this? Okay, so it's from Scout, because it's got the Black Caravan logo on there. Uh, from Kieran Tagon and Christian Dabari. 
Tales Told in Technicolor is a bi-annual horror series that blends all the best in horror subgenres, Body Shock, Grindhouse, and more. Um, each issue contains five short stories from the dark minds that brought you Provenance of Madness. Includes a mini pinup gallery of horrors. Oh, I could see a cult following with this. Yep. Um, uh, and then, oh, that B cover as well. Holy shit. Uh, homaging your, your classic, uh, uh, like, Tales from the Crypt and... Oh, man. Alright. You have my attention, Tales Told in Technohorror. Oh, and the B cover features the... Oh, that's cool. So it's not... Alright, so it's a bunch... It's five short stories all done with the, uh... Hold on. Oh, and there's also, okay, so retailers purchasing at least 10 copies um, by the FOC date will unlock unlimited orders of, oh, so this is an unlock variant. Damn, okay, so know that, you know, you got to convince your shop to get at least 10 copies, you know. Um, I think this one's worth it, and I think that's going to make this cover all the more valuable. Mmm, um, Sleeper. Sleeper of the week. That's that's my call so far. So far, I haven't gone through everything yet. Uh, Teen Titans Academy number four. Couple covers there. We're further in uh, another and so three covers because there's a Pride Month cardstock variant as well. Uh, that's pretty cool. The Titans Tower. Is that what you call that? God, I'm so out of tune with DC. I'm trying, but I'm reading Teen Titans Academy, and um, now the investigation of Red X's identity begins according to these solicits, so I doubt that we're going to get the reveal yet, but uh, who knows what could pop out of this. It's kind of an under-the-radar series right now. Um, I think people are kind of turning their shoulder to it, because they're like, I got my Titans Academy, I don't or my Strange Academy, I don't need my Teen Titans Academy, you know, but, I don't know, you can, you can have both flavors, people, it's okay, you know, I, I'm, f who gives a, f it's competition, who gives a, if it's a good idea, then yeah, if somebody places other characters in an alternate universe in the same concept, then, who gives a fuck, you know, if it's done well, then read it, if you don't like it, then, whatever, but don't bitch about it for silly reasons like that. If it's bad, then sure, bitch about it, but this is, I'm sorry, uh, I think it's objective, well, I guess you can't say objectively not bad, but I, my opinion is it's not bad. <laughs> um, actually, as a, as a matter of fact, it's rather great. Carrying mm -hmm. it along. Uh, Wonder Woman, number 774. Couple covers on that one. Joshua Middleton getting the cardstock variant. And that looks like it's it. That is all for the, uh, the FOCs for Lunar this week. So let's head on over to Diamond, or Previews World, more specifically. Get my little filters on. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yes, these these are the books due by the 31st of May. See, I'm sitting here going, well, these numbers aren't right. No, I forgot that Lunar's numbers dates weren't right. That's what's going on. So yeah, you got to order these books all by Monday if you're ordering them through Diamond. 
All right, let's start down at the uh, bottom of the alphabet here with Vault Books on the FOCs. We got Blue Flame number two. Okay, I read Blue Flame number one. There's people that went big on this book, and uh, you know what? I think the people that did go big on this book, I think they might have made a pretty, pretty wise investment. You know, I, I, somebody that read issue number one. And by the way, it's uh, um, you may notice a difference in this here episode. Um, I've actually got to read most of this week's books already because I did a live feed stream um, on YouTube and Facebook and all of that stuff. So if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel or you're not a member of the Facebook group, do that. Uh, because now myself and a co-host, Ryan, new guy Ryan from the Cosmic Campfire podcast... Um, he'll be joining me Wednesday nights, and we'll be talking about a bunch of books that, you know, we read throughout the week. Or, I mean, throughout the day, because the books had just come out. So, with that being said, it really helps me that much further in the speculation thing. Because, you know, I understand what happens in the issue prior, right? So, uh, with that being said, Blue Flame number two. Blue Flame number one was good. It was, and I could see... Uh, the, I could see this book going places. It might take an issue or two, you know. It might, you know, we'll we'll see. But I think the Vault may have just launched their uh, their superhero universe. I do. Um, if I had to compare it to something, I would say a version of Invincible in some sort of way. You know, and definitely not a carbon copy. You know, it's not about a teenager, you know, finding his powers or anything like that. But um, I get a very down-to-earth type of vibe at the same time. So I'm into it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep Blue Flame on my pull list. Giga, number four. This is a series that fuck, seems to have taken a break. Shit, I thought it was just three issues. Um, I haven't read. I read issue one. And I thought, fuck, this, this series is going to do good. And then uh, just kind of disappeared. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I kept it on the pull list. It's still on the pull list. I just I stopped after number one, um, just because on a very dense, you know, reading agenda for myself, uh, I just one it wasn't a priority for me, but you know, just because it didn't make my cut doesn't mean that there's not a uh, not an audience for it. So, and I see that audience for sure. Especially uh, if you're in especially what the fuck just happened to my mouth. Um, <laughs> if you're into, like, manga, manga, um, then uh, this one might be for, I'm not saying it's manga, it's kind of got, like, a Studio Ghibli type of vibe, though, you know, slightly, I don't know, uh, Picture of Everything Else, number four, this one's on the pull list, this is one, um, honestly, I'd probably just wait and trade, and some I'm going to read, it's not a priority, it's probably best sitting on my shelf, not not in boxes, but um, with that being said, it has my interest. Uh, another horror type of situation. And we got Shadow Service number nine. Uh, I'm still getting this one. Is this uh? Th th okay, this seems to be an ongoing. Um, I thought it was going to be like a, a mini series, and then it turned into okay, maybe it's a maxi series. Uh, I think this is an ongoing at this point. So I'll, I'll get to issue ten. I'll drop it, and I'll have the you know the first ten issues. I just haven't got around to reading number one yet. So dropping it has nothing to do with the quality. It's just it has my interest, and I thought it was just going to be a mini series, you know, um, low investment type of situation, and you know I didn't, yeah, <laughs> never really dropped it. 
because I'm not reading it, and when you're not reading it, you don't know. And then lastly, from Vault, big week from Vault, we got Wasted Space number 21. Alright, so that's that. How about Valiant? Anything from Valiant this week? Doop-a-doo. Yeah, we got Shadow Man number 3. Hell yeah, apparently Shadow Man's still not on my pull list because number 2 didn't show up this week. <sighs> it's going to be the only Valiant series that I don't have um, in this you know new modern era of Valiant. I'm going to have to fix that somehow. This is bullshit. Um, Titan Comics? Titan Comics, what is this? Extraordinary, number one. One, two, three, four, five covers on this. All right, what is this? From V.E. Schwab and Anid Balam. <sighs> best-selling, New York Times best-selling author. Okay. It's an anti-villain story. Expands. Oh, hold on. Okay, so this is a continuation of something. So if you're familiar, then go for it. If uh, you're not, then you have some back reading to do. And yeah, I'm not going to ignorantly try to explain the description there. Um, but you've got plenty of covers to choose from. Uh, Oni Presses, we, we've got Jana and the Unpossible Monsters, number four. And then we got Kaiju Max, number two, from the sixth volume there, or season, however you want to look at it. I don't know why all of a sudden comics are done in seasons, not volumes. I don't hate it. I'm just saying. Uh, and then from Black Mass, we got God Killer, Tomorrow's Ashes, number two. Number one was on the FOCs last week. Uh, so, yeah. Um, this might be a quick-moving series. I guess you just don't sleep on it. So with that being said, number one's not going to be able to be released in time for number two to be out. So you're not going to know if you're going to like number two in time. So I'm going to say, because I kind of invested a little bit in God Killer, uh, Tomorrow's Ashes, you know, I picked up two or three copies. I'm going to stay with that, and I'm going to keep this on my pull list. And I think that's a safe bet. You know, it seems really promising. It does. And, you know, fuck. Um, I don't know. I don't often steer you wrong, do I? You know, I think it's going to be a book that's severely under the radar. I do. Black Mask? I mean, who the... F it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty under the radar type of situation over a Black Mask, so... That's just me. Um, from Aftershock, we got Bequest, number four, uh, Nuclear Family, number five, and Phantom on Scan, number three. So I think uh, Bequest could be something. You know, I haven't got around to reading it yet, but it, it seems like it could turn into possibly an animated series. It's based off of the uh, the description and, I mean, kind of the art, too. Not that we would have Freddie Williams do... Uh, the, the art for an animated series. Could you imagine? Take him a fucking billion years. It'd be the most gorgeous cartoon ever. But, yeah, none. <laughs> but just something about the art in this says, um, animate me. Um, Nuclear Family, number five. This is one, I think, it, it has potential. I think it's a sleeper series. Um, it just, it, it won't get put on my pull list for some reason. I don't know how many times I'm gonna fucking add it, but yeah, um, I, it just never shows up. Uh, maybe I'm back-ordered five issues, but that's not usually how it works. Um, and then Phantom on Scan, number three. I picked up number one. I haven't got around to reading it yet, but number two uh, didn't show up. Uh, I, I think I just signed on for number one is what happened. So, um, yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't have much to say about the Aftershock books this week, 
But, um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. A blaze, a blaze. Uh, Maria, uh, no, Arrow Psych, uh, number four. You got your four covers on that one. Uh, is that what is that? Is that supposed to be a? No, it's definitely an homage cover on on that D, as a blaze tends to do. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck it's homaging. Err. Sabine Rich getting the cover. Oh, that's a good cover. Damn it. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not a series that I would be particularly into. It seems like a LBGTQ teen situation. Are there tongues touching on that cover? No. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, yeah, no, like I said, maybe they're not teenagers. Maybe they're just drawn younger looking than they actually are. But as a, a white dude, um, I, I'm... It, it just makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I feel like I would be judged by my uh, my shop dude if I put this on my pull list. I could be completely wrong about this series, though. Um, boom. From Boom this week, wow, we got a one line. Uh, Firefly, number 30. couple covers there. Power Rangers, number 8. Uh, three covers on this one. You know, The C cover being a blank sketch variant. I wonder what color they're doing. How many colors do they have left? Through eight. They've done one for every one. If there's... You got your pink. You got your yellow. You got your some of the blue. You got your green. You got your white. You got your black. You got your red. Okay. So that's seven. Um, I don't know. What are they going to do for eight? I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Who knows, man? I'm anxious to find out because I look at these so early on when you know the release of this shit. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Keep your eye out, though. Um, anything from Dynamite worth mentioning? That's not it's cash grabs for boobs. <laughs> grabs for boobs. Uh, plenty of boobs to be grabbed at Dynamite this week again. Uh, I added W. We've got. Sonic the Hedgehog 30th Anniversary Spectacular or Special. I don't know. It says Spec. Um, $9 books, so probably a big one. couple covers on that. Yeah, so if you're a Sonic fan, get on it. And we got another $10 book out of IDW this week. It is Star Trek Debt of Honor Facsimile Edition. Okay, I was going to say, that looks like that one have been made a long time ago. But a facsimile edition... That be explaining it. Uh, Star Wars Adventures number five. Couple covers on this one. Um, I will say that the Nile from the High Republic they pop up in this book. So um, I'm not saying that's going to make this book more valuable. I don't know what the story entails with the Nile, but uh, knowing that the Nile is popping up throughout the Star Wars universe. Um, makes me super, super stoked that I have, like, 27 copies of issue 3 of, uh, Star Wars High Republic. First appearance of the Nile. So, nah, nah, ah. Ah, exciting times. Investing, speculating. Uh, two covers on this. Number 5 of Star Wars Adventures 2020. Then we got Star Wars Adventures, Weapon of a Jedi, number two. Oh, it must have been pushed out another week. 
right? I'm pretty sure I talked about this last week. It's just a two-part micro-series. It's a $6 book. So if you pre-order it, knock some change off of that, huh? You know? 60 cents at least. Um, and then we got the Turtles of the Teenage Mutants sort. Uh, their ongoing is at number 118. Now, two covers on that one. Eastman getting the variant, as he tends to do. Um, I don't have an image on it, so I don't know what he's drawing. <laughs> Did that word trigger you? Drawing? <laughs> uh, Transformers, number 31. Uh, Beast Wars, number 5. Yeah, alright. So two covers a piece on those. I feel like IDW should just change their name to Transformers. Because that's they're doing a lot of it. I don't know, I guess they do as much fucking Star Wars, right? Um, what the, fuck do, what the fuck do I care what their name is? From the Dark Horse universe, we've got Black Hammer Reborn. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sign me the fuck up. Alright, so it's Jeff Lemire and Caitlin Yarsky. Oh, yes. Caitlin, you might recognize Caitlin Yarsky from such comic books as Coyotes. And Bliss. Oh, Nice. Now she's working fucking Jeff Lemire. Look at you, Sean. Oh, man. Oh, Sean Phillips just blossoming these artists. I'm not saying he's responsible for her career. I'm saying that he wrote two amazing books that have a lot of eyes on them, and she drew them. So, you know, teams is teams, right? And uh, Fucking A. You know, it looks like we might have a whole new Black Hammer on here. Uh, now it's 20 years later, and Lucy and the world have moved on. See, I don't know much about the Black Hammer universe, so I don't... It says it picks up 20 years later with an... Yeah. Return... Yeah, okay, so it's just 20 years later. So, maybe this is a good time to jump on. Living in the suburbs of Spiral City, Lucy is married and has children. But all is not blissful. Her marriage is falling apart. Her job has reached a dead end, and for mysterious reasons, she hasn't picked up the hammer in years. But... As a, her domestic life begins to crumble, the secrets of the last 20 years and the reason Lucy really gave up being Black Hammer begin to resurface, threatening her family and peace, uh, and the peace she tried so hard to find herself something. I don't know. The words are weird at the end there. But, uh, okay, so I thought Black Hammer was a dude, you know. Um, is there something that I'm missing here? So this is why I need to know more, more about Black Hammer. Uh, somebody direct me to a uh, an explain-it-all type of situation. You know, a YouTube thing, a, a podcast that explains the Black Hammer. You know, somebody, if you know of how I can get in tune with this, because I need to know. Um, I, I slept on this for way too long, and... Oh, man. I'm so into this. Um, don't don't sleep on it. And how about the B homage variant, homaging a little four, three sixteen, three seventeen. I got three sixteen in the braid. Oh hell yeah! Oh sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I'll take an A and a B, please. I'll have one of each. Then we've got a one shot out of Dark Horse, Imogen of the Wording Way. Okay, I'm just making up words. Oh, it's more Mike Mignola, and Christopher Golden. Alright, so yeah, if you're into this new Mignola stuff that he's been doing, then uh, I see the word Nazism in here, you know, that, that, that spark your interest some. 
Uh, I see a, 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 a goblin, a giant goblin. Is he a goblin? Is he a troll? A giant troll? I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe he's just a giant with horns. Who am I to say? Uh, <laughs> so with that being said, you know, he's, he's, uh, this Mike fella, this Mignola situation, he might be, he's working at some sort of universe, I feel. And the more of this you have, you know, I feel like the better, because you never know what this universe could turn out to be. Um, I don't know. That's just me uh, speculating. And how much of an investment is a $4 one-shot when you pre-order it? You know? Not much. I think that's a decent gamble. Worst case scenario, you have 20 pages of a comic book done by uh, Mike Mignola. You know? Sell it for $4 if you really fucking hate it. You know? Um, okay, yeah. Uh, looks like a couple covers on that one. We got Lady Baltimore, Witch Queens. I think this is more, yeah, more more of that. More Mike. More Mike. Uh, all for Dark Horse? Yeah, that's it. That's it for Dark Horse this week. Uh, image. Wrapping up the indies on the FOCs. We've got Ascender, number 16. Bitterroot, number 14. Okay. Um, there was a, uh, a reveal of sorts at the end of Bitterroot, number 13. And I know that because I read it. Is it a new character? I don't know. Is it a uh, more beefed-up, futuristic, came-back-tell-you-how-to-save-the-world version of a character that we already knew of or thought we knew of? Um, maybe. But with a lot of eyes on Bitterroot now, I think it'd be silly not to look past this issue. I am picking up two. You know, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with this. You know, uh, three possibly because I haven't really been writing anything down as far as far as I might go big on this. You know, it's just not a whole lot of speculation this week. Um, and you know, who else is speculating on Bitterroot past issue number one? You know, keep that in mind. There's first appearances throughout this whole series. You know, um, the Sangri family goes deep. So, yeah, man. <laughs> Let's take a closer look at the uh, the A cover here. Yeah, okay. I don't know if it's really giving anything away. Wait, is it? Who is that? Fuck. That's definitely not the person that I see in the, those last pages. That was totally a dude. I don't know. Maybe it was a, a slate. Huh. Huh. How many reasons do we need to pick up better root? And then the Juneteenth B cover as well. Could be a big deal there. Uh, Homesick Pilots, number six. A uh, couple covers. Then we've got Lighthouse from Jules Byrne. Uh, number three of a five-part miniseries. Uh, three covers on that one. Philadelphia continues on with its third story arc. And uh, Old Way Shack. Holy shit, look at that B cover. You can't, it's a podcast. You're going to have to make the effort to do it yourself. And while there, you might as well just fuck pre-order it, right? See how I do these things? But Jesus Christ. Um, uh, I'm thinking cover of the year contender, possibly. Who are you, Jonathan Wayshack? Why has your name never come out of my mouth before? At least that I remember. That is cool. Like, that is a piece of... I would posterize that. Because, I mean, it's it, it just looks like a cool piece of, you know, maybe sci-fi art, in a way. Horror art. Man, that's cool. Um, yeah, don't sleep on that. Uh, 
and the series itself, Philadelphia. Uh, once it gets through this third arc, I am going on a fucking binge. Bingey binge. Because I know it's just a matter of time before Rodney Barnes says, Hey, motherfuckers, Philadelphia, HBO Max, coming uh, November uh, of the 32nd, 2023. You know? That's, that's, that's what I'm digging. Uh, Flibbler November. That's the month. Uh, Manifest Destiny number 44. Couple covers on that one. If you're into Old Guard, we got a new series, Tales Through Time, on its third issue. Not so new. Halfway through, because it's a mini-series. One, two, three covers on that one. Radiant Black getting a third printing, and I tell you what, now that people are going, holy shit, with Radiant Black, these, uh, these, these reprints... Get on them, and I, <laughs> I, I, when I talk, I think it was a an FOC or two ago. Um, they just they reprinted the shit out of you know a lot of the issues with Radiant Black, and I was like, eh, no one's really talking about this. So what are the you know I don't know how well the reprints are gonna sell, and because of that, um, the the thing that I hoped would happen happened. The book got some positive feedback. Um. resounding positive feedback and now all of a sudden I think those low super low reprints um, might have some collectability to them stay tuned just saying Uh, Savage Dragon 260 there is a first appearance in this but honestly I I don't I I don't know what spec behind Savage Dragon I, I guess it's only a matter of time before you know the light bulb goes off and someone's like oh yeah Savage Dragon could be a thing but through 260 issues and it's all just one continuous story if you didn't read issue number 13 you don't understand what the fuck is going on you know that's that's my understanding from Savage Dragon that's uh, Eric Larson is keeping his series for the diehards and it's gonna be hard to you know expand beyond that is I don't know you know first appearances in the savage dragon universe I wouldn't go heavy on let's just put it that way um, if, if you're a collector of history then there you go you know because technically it's a piece of comic book history a new thing appeared in comics um, you know how minor that piece of history is though that's that's to be decided in the future uh, sea of Stars, on its number tenth issue. On its number tenth issue. So yeah, man. Um, get into it, right? And fucking, I love me some Sea of Stars. This is some good stuff. Uh, ow, shit! Punch something sharp. Shadecraft number four. People talking about Shadecraft. I guess it's already been picked up. A couple covers on that one. Oh, this is probably the big one from Image this week. Spawn Universe number one. We've got a J. Scott Campbell. We 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 got a Booth and McFarlane. We got a McFarlane. Um, I don't see any covers on all of these. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say that the you know your A cover of the Campbell is your regular trade dress. Your B cover is something, and your C cover is probably like the Virgin variant. I don't know, or maybe because I don't have the images in front of me. You know, maybe they're not all Campbell covers because previews tends to make mistakes at times. The point is, there's an abundance of new Spawn Universe number one covers to pick from. Um, spec, yes, I would say so. Um, 
I think this is kind of a big deal. She spawns on the cover here, done by J. Scott Campbell. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Gunslinger spawn monthly, a new team book. Bring a handful of these characters together in their own book. One show will spawn change forever. New heroes, new... Yeah, so it's, it's not explaining... Maybe this is just a one-shot. This is just an introduction. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but fucking there could be some first appearances popping up in here. You never know. You never know. I know that um, McFarlane introduced a new villain. He teased a new Spawn villain. Didn't say where it was popping up. Just said somewhere in the Spawn universe. So, uh, well, this is called Spawn universe, right? You know? Could be somewhere in this book. First appearance of a new villain? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I'll be picking up uh, a, a bunch. A bunch. Okay, like three. But it's worth speculating on, is my point, people. Um, Stray Dogs getting some reprints. Stray Dogs getting a number five as well. We got the B horror movie variant. Why am I so bad at guessing what that variant is? Or what it's homaging? Hmm. I tell you what, though, that fourth issue was fucking crazy. Jesus Christ, this is going to be a gnarly, gnarly finale. Oh, I know what this is. I just had to scroll down a little bit. It's Friday the 13th. Uh, duh. Um, yeah, that was going to be really good. The series is great. I'm pfft, sorry, I'm uh, <laughs> fucking hiccups trying to get past this shit. Uh, Summoner's War Legacy, number three out of image. I don't know what that is. But if you're reading it, there you go. Uh, Undiscovered Country on its 13th issue. This series kind of seems to be falling off with the uh, the speculators particularly, but I don't hear anybody talking about it anymore. You know, and originally this book was supposed to be the next Walking Dead from Image. And uh, I don't know. I think it's going to take them turning this series into a TV series for people to be back on it. Ah. Uh, it has an all-star creative team. I don't know. It's just not what it's supposed to be. Or what we thought it was going to be. Maybe it's exactly what it was supposed to be, and it's just not what we thought it was going to be. I don't know. I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying. you know, It's not one that I'm picking up multiple copies of anymore. And then lastly, from Image and the Indies, we have Vinyl, number one. What is this? From Doug Wagner. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Doug Wagner had him on the podcast. I've been seeing the images of this. Uh, yeah, this is going to be good. It's horror. Oh, man. Yes, so... Uh, hmm, let me try to read this description here. It's got a whole lot of intro first. So when Walter's best friend, the FBI agent charged with his capture, is kidnapped by a death cult of all-female sunflower farmers, Walter finds himself deep within an underground labyrinth filled with secrets and monsters. But are there monsters more horrific than his? Ho, ho, ho. Uh, yeah, no, I'm... Doug Wagner does great stuff. Look at Dave Stewart on the... Oh, man. That's beautiful. I've been seeing... I, I follow him on Instagram. He was on the podcast recently. Uh, I follow him on his Instagram, and the, the, the previews for some of these panels and these images are just mind-blowing. Man, this is going to be good. So yeah, get on that. Um, Image Comics. Now let's uh, let's wrap up the FOCs with Marvel, starting with Amazing Spider-Man number sixty-nine. Uh, two covers on that one. And you got Captain um, uh, Captain of Marvel, Captain of Marvel, Captain of Marvel. 
Number 29, one, two covers on that one. Then you got your Fantastic Four Life Story, done by my man Mark Russell, who's also been on the podcast. Um, yeah, I might have to invite him back. Uh, I'm going to read this as a complete. Um, I, 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 issue 1 came out, and I didn't get around to reading it, but I think it was a subconscious decision. Um, because... Yeah, I, 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 just like I read Spider-Man uh, Life Story, um, I read it all in bulk, you know, at least I thought I did, um, I didn't realize there was another decade to do, but for the most part, I read it all in bulk, and I could I told myself I couldn't imagine reading this month to month, or issue to issue as it, as it was released, so, yep, I'll be doing a binge on this, it, it seems like a lot of fucking fun, two covers on it. Uh, and then we got, oh yeah, we got Gamma Flight, number one. It's just a five-parter, you know, if it were a, uh, uh, an ongoing, I'd say, you know, bye, bye, bye. But uh, Gamma Flight miniseries, I think it's just going to be fun, you know. Possibly some introductions of some new characters throughout this. Uh, there's nothing particularly solicited as of yet, but I think it's got a lot of potential. You know, you got Doc Samsquatch. Because it's... <laughs> it is Sam Squatch. Because it's Samson and Sasquatch. Oh, man. Wait, no, is it Samson? No, it's not Doc Samson. Fuck. Damn it, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, there's some, uh, some, some covers on this. Uh, looks like we got a connecting variant. Right on. I like me some connecting covers. Nice. Um, you know, honestly, I'm in it for Puck. We don't get enough puck in this world, and uh, uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. I'm an Alpha Flight fan too, so mix that with a little bit of Hulk juice and it's kind of gross. Yeah, you get yourself in Gamma Flight. And we got Guardians of the Galaxy number 15. Um, there could be something coming off in this. Uh, I, I believe there's a, uh, a potential new cosmic villain. Let me double check that. I don't know. I mean, even my source is just kind of, eh, maybe, I don't know. Alright, reveal of a mysterious foe behind the upcoming story arc, The Last Annihilation. So, alright. Yeah, I, that, that, could, that could be something. It's It's been a fun read, though. This Guardians of the Galaxy. I like it being more serious. Come on, Doom on the Guardians? Some shit. Um, and then we've got, let's see here, one, two, three, four covers on this. Why are we doing a Spider-Man villains variant? I don't get that. Let me zoom in on this. I think I saw that earlier too. Uh, it's let's see who's who's that supposed to be? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, it's sinister villains, but I don't know. That was a bad move for me to look at that. Now I'm just questioning everything again. Uh, was there another Spider-Man's villain? Well, obviously Spider-Man. And got got his little shocker there. Mm-hmm. Why shot? Never mind. Uh oh, and Captain Marvel had a Spider-Man's villain as well, fighting Vulture. Okay, so I guess we're doing that. Another line of covers that Marvel's doing. I don't know. This one went way under the radar for me. It took me a second. Uh, okay, then we got Heroes Return, number one. This is a sixty-pager, I think, for just six bucks. It's not bad. Dime a page. An epic, uh, I think that's more than the fucking, um, uh, artist capade. 
<laughs> an epic, oversized slugfest between the Squadron Supreme and an otherworldly group of Avengers for the final fate of the whacked-out world of Heroes Reborn. Oh, sorry, 56 pages. Um, I think that this this is... Uh, I think there's something to speculate on here, people. I don't know. I love the fact that we got our new star brand on a cover here. You know? I, mean, I hope you read issue number four. Because... Uh, uh, well, of Heroes Reborn, otherwise this, this this cover could spoil something for you, potentially. But, ah, oh, man. Ah, uh, fuck. This is... <laughs> I'm so into this series, you know. Um, somebody mentioned that this is the best event that Marvel has done uh, in a long time. And I was like, you know, it's good, but is it the best? And, you know, because I'm kind of a War of the Realms guy myself. Also a Jason Aaron-led event. But after issue number four of Heroes Reborn, I am sold that this is the best event that Marvel uh, has ever done. You know? Okay, I guess in the modern era. You know, you're not going to take away from Secret Wars and shit like that. But, uh, man, this is good. This is great so far. I hope... That this all comes together properly. I hope it doesn't fizzle out. It doesn't seem like it's going to, though. You know. Um, I, uh, that being said, Heroes Return, six dollar sixty page book. I'm gonna get a few. You know, I I, I got a feeling. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll get a couple. I guess. Then it'll be more realistic. I'm gonna get a couple. And then let's see here. Uh, looking at the Bagley variant. Let's see, we got a top part there of Mephisto. See, I'm trying to line up these uh, these these cardstock variants and or not cardstock variants, these uh, trading card variants. And I mean, this is an upper part, but I don't know. I, I feel like it. I don't see how these are gonna all fit together. That making no sense to me because that should be down below. Uh, is it not going to connect proper? Like with where the borders are? Huh. I'm con I'm a little confused. The, is, damn it, because that should be underneath. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my wall at the same time because my wall looks like a fucking puzzle. You know, because none of the pieces are come together in order. And I'm not mad at it. It gives me something to look forward to. But... Huh. Based off what I'm seeing here, doesn't look like it's going to make a lot of sense. We'll see. We'll see. Could be wrong, but... I don't know. Not looking like it. I'm not going to not get it. Um, and then, uh... So Gleason has a Stormbreakers variant, so if you're a Gleason fan... It's not a Webhead variant or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, if you're a Gleason fan, get on it. But, uh, the Marvel Voices... Um, number one, it's a, the Pride Month variant. We're going to first appearance of a new character in here. I, I think this character is going to go places. I know there's going to be a lot of haters behind it, but haters are loud and haters, you know, draw ears and, you know, sometimes get the right ears on it and, yeah, and then the right eyes and then all of a sudden you have yourself a hit. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Looking at this other new cap. Okay, yeah, no, there's, 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 there's stuff coming out of this as well. I'm gonna drop the ten bucks, you know. Um, 
There's a bunch of covers as well, so be prepared for that. Then we got Reptile, number two, a little four-parter. Don't sleep on this little series, people. New characters popping up in issue number one. People aren't really talking about it yet. Marvel has plans. Marvel has plans. And we got Silk, number four, of a little five-parter. I don't know why Silk's not showing up on my pull list anymore after issue number one. To go through and hunt those down, but yeah. Um, let's see. And then there's a, a Spider-Man variant on that as well. Then you got your Star Wars Darth Vader. Oh, Pride Month. Cool. And Star Wars. Nice. Uh, this, from here on out, this, this War of the Bounty Hunters, this is an ongoing crossover event going through October. So, I am going to pick up Darth Vader, uh, and, uh, fucking, oh, well, I'm gonna see, you know, I, uh, I like the idea of the bounty hunter thing, you know, the whole crossover event, but through October, you know, what if I read Darth Vader and I'm not reading Dr. Aphra, you know, am I gonna be fucking screwed up, you know, uh, can I just be reading bounty hunters and Darth Vader and be okay? And not have to read Star Wars and Dr. Aphra? I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know when I find out. But I'm a little skeptical with that. I will say that. Um, so with Vader this week on number 13, there are three covers there. Um, uh, Sword, number six. One, two, three covers on that one. Um, Valerio Skeety getting the character design variant featuring... Uh, zoom in here. Frenzy, Manifold, Korra, Wizkid, and Magneto. What? That's Magneto on the right? I would have never guessed that's Magneto. Huh. That's a bold design. And as far as these other characters go, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who Frenzy and Manifold and Korra and Wizkid are. Um, but... I'll be collecting all of them because I'm a masochist. And we've got Way of X, number two. This one's getting a... Wow. Or, I'm sorry, number three. My bad. Way of X, number three. Uh, the character design variant on this one, done by Bob Quinn, features Dazzler. Holy shit. Uh, Pixie. Nice. Fucking Nightcrawler is pimping. Jesus Christ. And then you got Mercury and Loa. I don't know who you are, but your designs are incredible. I like this. Um, Nightcrawler and Dazzler. Mmm. Standouts. Standouts for the week. So that's your Way of X, number three. And then we've got Web of Spider-Man, number two. You know, that little five-parter. we got Wolverine, number 13. So Wolverine, number 13, we're going to get the origin... Of, uh, um, Solemn. And, uh, yeah, don't, don't sleep on this issue. Don't, people. It's gonna be good. We're gonna bring back Solemn. It's gonna increase the value of, I think, what was it? Oh, man. Wolverine number six or seven, somewhere there. His, uh, full, first full appearance. I think X-Force number seven was his first full cover appearance. I think Wolverine number, th Wolverine? Wolverine number 13 is going to be a catalyst for some fiscal gain this this week people and then we've got let's see here Wolver oh man the connecting ugh, I wish I would have collected the connecting variants just for the sake of having this 
Jesus Christ, this is Laura Kinney. Oh my God, it's so good. I love Laura Kinney. I do. Um, I am in love with her as a comic book character. She is my favorite female badass in comics, period. I don't think anybody comes close to her. Um, the closest thing would be Gabby. <laughs> Which, you know, uh, same, same thing, right? I mean, I don't want to say same thing, but y you get it. Um, oh, man. These covers are so good. Oh, there's a fucking Deadpool showing up, maybe. Whew. You got your Pride Month variant with the... Shit, what's his name? Fuck, I forget his name. But, you know, Wolverine's boy. Ah, oh, man. And lastly, this week on the FOCs, I've got X-Men Legends number four. We got a JTC action figure variant featuring one Jean Grey in her classic brown and gold. Oh, man, what a week. What a week for the FOCs, people. I dig it. Um, so, yeah, pre-order your books. You know, I, I explained it a billion times now. Pre-order your books. If you don't, you have no right to bitch when you get stuck having to pay premium prices. So, yeah, know that. Uh, I am going to take a, uh, a break, and I will be back here shortly after these, uh, this, this yeah, promo and to talk about the books to get ready for pick up next week for new comic book day next tuesday or wednesday depending on what you're into so yeah stay tuned for that i'll be right back hello i am christy and i'm Leighton. and together we are a new podcast on whiskey tasting called married, married mash. mash where we discuss life family and pretty much anything Yep, and Layton brings a new whiskey for me to try. Will we clink it? Or will we sink it? Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And remember, always drink responsibly. Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Alright, I am back for the second half. Um, yeah, no, I'm talking about the books coming out next week. New comic book day. Was it this, the second this week or something like that? The first, if it's Lunar? Speaking of Lunar, let's talk about the books coming out on the first, huh? Um, Alright, yeah, let's talk Batman. Batman 109. One, two, three covers on this one. Um, we got the Jen Bartel Pride Stock and the Joshua Middleton variants. Uh, yeah, there you go. I'm liking Batman still. Yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, I don't think there's uh, any giant first appearances to look out for in this one, because God knows that's what Batman's been lately. Uh, um, Batman Catwoman on its fifth issue of a little 12-parter. A few covers on this one. Um, yeah, once again, I don't think there's any spec behind this book. Uh, Batman Fortnite 0 point number 4. You got your uh, two covers on that one. Batman The Adventures Continue, Season 2, uh, Issue 1. Oh, we got a number one coming out of DC. 
more adventures continue. You know, one, two, three cover. Nope, two covers. Oh, sorry. Two covers and um, ah, uh, I guess season one being released in trade as well. So that's fitting, right? Uh, let's see here. More from Lunar. Uh, Crime Syndicate number four, a little six-parter. Two covers on that one. Crush and Lobo. Oh yeah, there is a first appearance of uh, um, Lobo or Crush's uh, little girlfriend in this one. I think I ordered a few copies of this one. Uh, we also got the launch of DC Horror Presents. Uh, we got The Conjuring. The Lover, number one, Bill Sienkiewicz getting the A cover. Mm, is there a B cover? Let's see. There is. Oh, Ryan Brown getting the VHS tribute. Mm-hmm. Right on. Cool. Uh, yeah, I picked this one up just because it's a new thing. And, you know, if it's the first thing of something new and it takes off, then a lot of times it becomes collectible, you know. Uh, we'll see, though. This is, a, well, like I said, a new thing. Oh, fuck. That, um, sorry about that. Uh, DC's doing, so we'll see how it turns out. Their Hill House things didn't seem to work out. Uh, Green Lantern number three, one, two covers on this one. Justice League on its 62nd issue. Um, actually, Justice League pretty good. You know, if, if you could tolerate all of the voices sounding exactly the same, the story in itself is pretty tolerable. And then, uh, see, Man Bat number five wrapping up this week. I haven't been reading Man Bat at all, but uh, I have heard great things about it, though. Uh, I've, I've seen some pretty stellar reviews on Man Bat, so don't sleep on that. Uh, let's see here. Next Batman Second Son on issue number three of a little four parter. Ryan Benjamin getting the cardstock variant on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to do with this character. You know, I, I mean. I guess I'm collecting this series, but to be honest, I don't I don't think I read the second issue, you know? It's not that I don't like it, you know, it's fine. It's just I don't care right now, you know? Um, but I care enough to have them in my collection because I know one at some point in time I am going to be inclined to care, you know? Uh, but while it's all building up, I don't... I, I, don't, I want to know what to go through and back read once I know what's important. I don't want to just read everything that they're putting out and then 90% of the shit that's not going to stick to the wall and I just kind of wasted my time with, you know? Um, so that, that that's how I'm kind of dealing with this whole future state situation. I don't know what to make of it. Um, oh, this book, The Nice House on the Lake. Extremely um, abundantly ordered. So anybody out there speculating on it, mm, I don't know. I know that there's a bunch of variants for it as well as far as uh, um, uh, exclusives and shit, but I don't know. The, the, just the B cover, the Martin Simmons cover, rad. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a 12-part it's a maxi-series um, you know, done through, what is it, Black Label, I believe? Yeah, it's a Black Label book. Uh, James Tynan IV, so I mean, th I think that's the only reason people are all over this book, is every single thing that James Tynan does, immediately people are like, oh shit, it's gonna be made into a movie, and, uh, you know, they, they order the shit out of it, you know, I, uh, 
I picked up a few copies, and you know, in the FOCs uh, when I when I, had, when I talked about it in that episode, I uh, you know I, I said, yeah, this could be a big book, but apparently everybody heard me, <laughs> uh, because yeah, no, nah, I mean I wasn't the only one with that inclination. Uh, well, we'll see though, we'll see. I don't see this book uh, selling for a whole lot more than cover price the day it's released, just because there's. Hmm. Gonna be a bunch of them. Jesus, I'm sorry. I haven't been sleeping well, people. <laughs> um, the sensational Wonder Woman on its f- her fourth issue. One, two covers on that one. Suicide Squared. Mmm. Number four. I'm pumped on this, man. I think it's uh, one of my favorite DC titles. I think I can say that confidently. And then uh, Swamp Thing, number four. It's a ten-part maxi series here. Uh, Gerardo Zafino getting. A pretty badass B cover on that one. All right, yeah. So that's uh, that's all the books coming from Lunar next week. So if you're at the shop on Tuesday, that's what you can expect. I'm gonna say that really the one that could potentially put some money in your pocket might be this Crushing Lobo, because there's a legit first appearance in here, and um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I I don't say legit. I don't know how legit this first appearance is. There is. Uh, legitimately a first appearance, but I don't know if this character's legit. Does that make sense? You know, it's just Lobo's lady friend, you know? Bedroom buddy. Hmm. Um, but does she have powers? That's the question. I don't know. Um, yeah. Alright. Let's, uh, let's head on over to, uh, Diamond now, I guess. Previews. And see what the frick is coming out next week over there. Whoops. Doop-doo. Next week, not this week. Filters in place. Scrolling in effect. Now it's in effect. Jesus. I gotta charge my mouse. Alright, Vault. Vault Comics coming out next week. We got Hollow Heart on the fourth issue there. Mm. Right on. I'm not really reading Hollow Heart, but I feel like it's something that, I don't know, could be good actually. Could be good. Uh, so, yeah, so th- that's it from Vault this coming week. Now we got Valiant, a little bit of Valiant. The, uh, Visitor, number five. I don't know if uh, Visitor's still going to be on my pull list or not, you know? Because it was only supposed to go four issues, and it just stopped, and they're like, yeah, here's two more. So I don't know if it is ongoing. I don't know. But I have the first four issues, and eventually I'll read them, I would imagine. So I want the whole thing. So we'll see. All right, scooting on up to uh, Source Point, Source Point Press. We've, what is this? Get in the game. It's a fifteen-dollar one-shot. Interesting cover. I get some Sega vibes, some Nintendo vibes, and it's about as old as I am. So, Get in the Game is a collection of eight-page comics from ten different creative teams based around a simple prompt: video games. The creative teams. Run the gamut from, what? From first-time creators to indie comic veterans. Alright. I don't have a full list here. It just says, like, Pat Koala and others. So, I don't know. Okay, so if you've been into video games and you got 15 bucks to spend, that might be your book. Source Point Press. Hmm. Doing it different. I got a second site. Not a, a t- uh, publisher I mention often. Uh, they're actually up and running now. 
Uh, I'm, uh, I guess you may, you may sense a little salt coming from me when I talk about Second Sight, because I pumped him for a long time, and then um, I just kind of... Uh, some of, uh, I don't want to say some of the people. One of the guys running things just kind of, I don't know, disappointed me, you know? But they're back. They're here, so I'm giving them a second chance. Giving Second Sight a second chance. <laughs> All right, we got... Sorry. <laughs> Blood Skulls and Chrome. Number one. All right. Uh, who's this? Hanu Kessela and Mohammed Ramalan? Ramalan? All right, the Texas-based outlaw motorcycle club have lost a big deal in the Mexican cartel to the rival Lake Street Boys Gang. Lake Street Boys Gang? Uh, ugh, that doesn't sound <laughs> scary at all. Hi, hang on by the lake, boys. Over by the three. I don't know. It's just a silly name. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stop there. Uh, Book of Laxia. Laxia? Laxatives? Number two. Mmm. Alright, so this seems to be like a fantasy book. And then we've got Lady Freedom. Number two. Uh, alright, so... I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. That's Captain America, but a lady. So, alright. <laughs> Second side publishing, people. Uh, but hey, you know, I don't discriminate. Scout. Scout Comics. We've got By the Horns, number two, and Sam and His Talking Gun, number three. Um, I have a lot of Sam and His Talking Gun. Well, I guess not a lot of it. I guess only two issues are out. I have both issues is what I mean to say. Uh, and I am very interested in By the Horns, but I think By the Horns is something that um, I'll be reading once the seventh issue's out, and I don't, I don't want to wait a month in between issues sometimes, especially with indie comics, you know. Um, but I still collect the floppies. Holy press, Jesus Christ, Brian Dryad number ten. All right, so those of you reading Dryad, that's coming out next week. And we got Rick and Morty, Rick's new hat. Oh boy, number one uh, from Alex Fire. Fire? That's a cool way to spell fire. F-I-R-E-R. <laughs> it's like fire-er. Fur-er? Sorry. Uh, my, my brain's melting, people. And uh, Fred Strezing. So if you like Rick and Morty, and you're into hats, especially new hats, then shit. This could be your book. Alright, away from Oni Press and on to the long road of scrolling ahead before I get to the bees, and we got Black Mask. We've got Everfrost. Hmm. I feel like I might have got picked this one up. Uh, so maybe, I don't know. Black Mask and number one. I feel like I could have. Whatever. Let's see. That's a huge description. I'm not reading all of that again. I know I already did that. It looks like fantasy stuff. I see dragons. I see a gnarly sword. I see a devious monkey. Um, and some stars. So, does that give you an idea? I would hope that cover has something to do with the book. Uh, that was a huge long description. I'm not reading that again. I know I've already butchered that once. Uh, then we got Behemoth or Behemoth. You promised me darkness number one going into a second printing. Oh, yeah. That could be something, people. That could be something. And then from Aftershock. All right. I hear people talking about this one, this out-of-body. You know, I, uh, some people are excited. You know, the creative team behind it. But in my eyes, and I don't want to sound like a hater saying this. To me, 
It seems a little ripped off from a Rylan Grant joint, you know? Oh, more than one person could have a comic book about uh, astral projecting Brian. Yeah, you're right. Sure, you're right. I just find it a little, uh, the timing, a little, hmm. I have heard of no books about astral projecting, and then Rylan Grant comes out with the jump, you know? And then... Uh, the Jump 2 is just hitting Kickstarter, or just getting done with Kickstarter or whatever. It's starting to, um, you know, go into production there. And now we have something very similar. Very, 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 very similar. Right in between those two issues, you know. Up until this point, never a fucking astral projecting book. But someone comes out with a good idea, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit. I don't know. I'm not saying this is ripped off. But... I'm also saying, I'm not as excited about this as everybody else, because I have the jump in my life, so, I don't know, I think I pre-ordered it, but, because uh, I just, I want to compare, is what it comes down to, that's all it is, I just want to compare, but, um, yeah, I'm not talking shit, I'm not talking shit, <laughs> uh, absolute, absolute comics, we have Markiplier, Wrapping up with its fourth issue. So if you've been reading that, expect that in your pull box next week. Uh, boom. Boom. Boom Studios. We have Basilisk number one. It's again another one that people are kind of in the, the, the spec community. I hear them chattering about it. I don't, I don't think I picked it up. I think it's just people are chattering because they're like, oh shit, Boom's doing another number one. You know, let's see. Who's doing the book? Who's doing the book? <sighs> oh, yeah. That's right, Colin Bunn. I need some fucking coffee. I'm so sorry to keep yawning on you people. Um, yeah, Colin Bunn. So it could be good. Uh, oh, fuck, I might have... I, I, I did pick it up. <laughs> I remember now. At least I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I pick up a lot of things that don't end up on my pull list sometimes, though. Because I put so much on it, it's overwhelming. Um, Alright, so beyond all that, Basilisk could be a book. Don't sleep on it. I mean, it's definitely going to be a book, but... <laughs> <laughs> Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 26, couple covers on that one, and then uh, Proctor Valley Road, oh, okay, reprint, what's the, what, number one, yep, that's a reprint, I guess uh, Magic the Gathering, number two, is also getting a reprint as well, so a small week from Boom, I say the, you know, Basilisk is definitely the one to keep your eye on, uh, from IDW, next week, we got Marvel, Marvel Actions Origins, Number two, that's a mouthful. A uh, couple covers on that one. And then My Little Pony. Friendship is magic. Number 98. Mm-hmm. An A and a B cover. All right, from Dark Horse. I think it's a big Dark Horse week. Uh, Apex Legends over time. Okay, video game stuff. Now we got Beasts of Burden, Occupied Territory, number three. A couple covers on that one. Dead Dog's Bite, number four. I read the first issue. Um, I... I it was uh, a little too artsy for me, you know? Uh, I hear people saying it. I, I've actually seen someone say this is the best thing they've ever read. But it's just a little artsy for me. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's atypical comic book telling, you know? It's not really punching people in the mouth and shit like that. It's a... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, Jenny Zero, number two... Number one was recalled. I don't know if it was reissued or not. So, hmm. I don't know. 
Uh, I have the recalled version, the one with the, the random page from issue number two just randomly thrown throughout it. Ow, fuck. Dropped my phone on my fucking toe. Uh, or <laughs> digressions. Ah, okay, yeah, this is a little micro-series. Um, you know, if you're into the Orville. Uh, worst dudes, number one. Alright, so to me, once again, it feels a little derivative from the scumbag, but I'm gonna give it a shot. You know, this seems... It really does seem like it's the fucking same thing as the scumbag. I don't know. Aubrey Sitterson, you know, he did uh, the, the comic book history of professional wrestling... Highly acclaimed. I didn't check it out. He also did No One Left to Fight. And as cool as it was, the whole time I'm like, this is Dragon Ball Z. That's all this is. So, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, hmm. Neat art, though. Neat art. Uh, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Whatever, I'm done. I'm done thinking out loud about how I feel about this. Uh, and then we've got Young Hellboy, The Hidden Land, wrapping up with its fourth and final issue of another little mini-series. A little mini Hellboy. Um, Image Comics, we've got Bliss. Oh, the final issue of Bliss. Ah, Caitlin Yarsky and Sean Lewis. Mm, I'm excited to actually go through and read this all in its entirety. Oh, fuck. Why? Why? It's because I don't sleep, that's why. Um, Commanders in Crisis. I'm not saying why to the book. Uh, I'm saying why the yawning. No, I, I am excited for Bliss. Uh, Sean's been on the podcast a couple times now. and uh, Pumped. Uh, so yeah, Commanders in Crisis, let's see here. Still doing four, five? Five variant, or five covers per issue on this. Throughout every single... Huh, that's crazy. Uh, so if you want all, if you want every, if you want, if you're a completionist to collect a, a 12 part maxi series, you need 60. This is 60 books. Fill up half a fucking short box on that ass. Hmm. Deadly Class number 46. Couple covers on that one. Deep Beyond number five of its 12 part little maxi series. Once again, four covers a piece on this series. I don't know why. Um, Family Tree, number 12. This is Jeff Lemire, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the first issue. It's just... Never... For, it, it wasn't added as an ongoing on my pull list, so I got... Behind. And, uh, yeah. Never really continued on. But I love the first issue. Firepower. Oh, Jesus Christ. What are we doing here? Number 12... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen covers on this book that I think about five people are reading. God damn it, and one of them's actually Rob Lefe. That is ugly. Ugly. As all of his work tends to be. Oh, is there a little Phoebe popping in the room here? Did I forget to lock the studio door? Can you say hi? Hmm? No? You're just gonna barge in and not say anything? Oh. Uh -huh. Yeah, jeez. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, alright, continuing on. We've got Inkblot, number nine. Yeah. Uh, is this one still on my list? I don't know. 
I've been collecting the shit out of it, but I haven't read a single issue. Noctera. Uh, let's see, where are we at with Noctera? Issue 4. We got some reprints on Noctera, but issue 4. Oh, man. Oh, shit, are we going to get a... Oh, there's a C cover that seems kind of spoily. Oh, man. If you've been reading this series, then you know what that C cover is portraying. But, oh, Jesus Christ. This is... I gotta say, this is probably my favorite thing that I've ever read of Scott Snyder. Ever. Probably. More than likely. Likely. Uh, <laughs> Savage Dragon 259, couple covers on that one. Um, more reprints, more reprints. Oh, it looks like we're, we're wrapping it up with The Walking Dead number 16. Deluxe. Oh, yeah. You got your four covers on that one. I don't know why they're putting out so many variants on all these indies. You know? I, if they're incentive variants, that's one thing. You know? A 1 in 25, 150? Fuck yeah! Incentivize people to order these books. But uh, I, I think... Uh, I don't know. I, th I, I don't understand why we're still having four covers on books like Commanders in Crisis, or six covers on books like Commanders in Crisis. I can honestly say, and once again, it's going to sound kind of salty, and I'm never here to turn anybody away from a book. Um, I, but I have not heard anybody talk about Commanders in Crisis at all. So I, I, I don't understand why they're greenlighting so many so many variants on this. Maybe that's why they're what, what they're doing to keep the numbers up. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying the series is bad. You know, I, I, I see what they're doing. I do. I just... It's, it's not for me. Um, but, I don't know. Uh, whatever. That's my little rant, I guess. Let's wrap this song bitch up with some Marvel books coming out next week, starting with Amazing Spiderman, number 67. Nick Spencer's still doing that thing. A uh, couple covers on that one. We got Black Cat, number 7. Uh... Three covers on that one, including a Pride Month. Uh, Hellions, number 12. Oh, and so begins the the character design uh, 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 variants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but because of the way they're... God damn it. Because of they're horizontal, they're not going to line up on my wall right. Like, I specifically built shelving for... Uh, whatever. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let's see, Hellions has all of its gloriousness coming out, uh, Heroes Reborn on its fifth issue, mm-hmm, you got your Bagley trading, oh, these trading card variants featuring Nighthawk, this looks like a bottom lefty, mm-hmm, I don't know, I, I don't know how these are all gonna connect, we'll see, and then Nighthawk is getting the, uh, the action figure variant as well, and then we got Heroes Reborn, American Knights, which is a little one-shot tie-in. Let's see, two covers on that one. Um, possible first appearance in this one. Nothing confirmed yet, though. And we got Heroes Reborn, Marvel, double action. Oh, fuck, how did I miss this? Huh. Curious, I'm gonna have to check this out. I don't know if I pre-ordered this one. Hmm. Uh, Immortal Hulk. Issue 47, mm-hmm, once again, another homage variant, and then we got our Spider-Man Villains variant on that one, so three covers total on the shelf for Immortal Hulk, uh, let's see, Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon, wrapping up with its sixth issue, 
the Iron Man annual. Now I think this might this um, this might be the book this week. Um, the the whole Infinity War thing. If you read where the uh, the Infinity Stones went during that whole thing, just a couple years ago, they just kind of disappeared. Went to some random folks, and you know, was brushed under the carpet. Now these random folks are being uh, um, well brought back into the story. So with that being said. I wouldn't sleep on this issue. I would not. I think I ordered a couple, actually. So, yeah. Iron Man Annual. I don't know. Let's see. One, two, three, four covers on it. Okay. What is that? It's, hold on. The connecting variant. What the fuck is it connecting to? Hmm. It's an annual that connect. Uh, whatever. Um, and then we got Marauders on its 21st issue. Once again, all of the, the gala variants on that one. And your Pride Month variant as well. Non-stop Spider-Man number three, okay. Uh, Savage Avengers number twenty-one, no variants on that. Uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, or no, I'm sorry, Star Wars War. Yeah, no, it is War of the Bounty Hunters. These fucking wording. Um, yeah, this is the uh, the issue one of the giant fucking four-month-long event <laughs> through Star Wars crossover event. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if all those tie-ins are necessary or not. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you, I mean, I'm sure they're necessary in a sense. I'm sure they make the story better. But uh, I think I'm just going to read the the main part to see. To see if it can be read that way. Um, and it's going to be hard for me to not read Vader. And what was the other one I'm reading? Oh, I guess I'll, I will be reading Bounty Hunters still, obviously. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five covers, it looks like. And you're gonna want that, uh, that Boba Fett JTC action figure variant. I promise. Uh, alright, wait, no, 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 no. X-Force, X-Force number 20? Shit, and that looks like it's wrapping it up. Mm-hmm, so those are all of the books that I can see, at least, coming out next new comic book day. So, they've probably already been pre-ordered, right? Right, yeah. But, um, if not, you know, that's that's what's awaiting for you at the shelves. Um, anything big? Uh, yeah, no, I think I said, I think through Marvel, I think the big book is probably going to be Iron Man uh, Annual. I don't know. That's just the one I got the, the best feeling about um, as far as speculation goes, so... Yeah, get excited, people. All right, remember, um, you know, I'm fucking pre-order your books. I've said it a million times. It's extremely important. Uh, get in those FOCs by Sunday. Don't procrastinate. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. Remember, keep leaving those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. I so appreciate them. You have my appreciation is uh, unquantifiable. There. I used a big word for you. That's the type of effort that I'll exert for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, really, thank you for all of that. Um, remember, uh, I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers.
Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am Leighton. And I am Christy. And this is Cheers to Parenting. A couple's guide to parenthood. On this bi-monthly podcast, we'll pull a topic from our parenting tip jar and then discuss. Using parenting skills we've learned over the years of parenting our three children. Which combined gives us 60 plus years experience with the good, bad, and ugly of parenthood. Perfect kids? Nope. Expert parenting? Absolutely not. But it's worked for us. Give us a listen at anchor.fm slash cheers to parenting pod. Advice from birth. Until you get them off your payroll. Good morning. Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily, dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. Check out The Real Brains with Brian Wayne, and remember, stay sane. Hmm. Hello, and welcome. My name is Terry Mayo. I'm a comic book creator, registered nurse, amateur proctologist, and expert in the paranormal. It is that expertise that brings me here today. In all my travels through the unknown, only one case continues to haunt me to this day. That is the case, Buddy. Buddy. It is a case so frightening It's been kept hidden until now. With the help of fellow comic book creators, artist Dave Schwartz and letterer Zinn, that the true story of Buddy can finally be told to all of you. Buddy number one is a whopping 30 pages, beautifully printed on premium paper. Each physical issue will come bagged, boarded and signed, by writer-creator Terry Mayo. Every backer of the physical tier will receive the rewards in sturdy comic book mailers with the expectation that Buddy will be ready to arrive at all backers' homes by late August. Buddy follows the misadventures of an utterly unassuming hero named Buddy. Buddy is a simple pug who is content to wake up, pee, eat, chase birds, fall asleep, repeat. That is, until a doorway to evil enters his home. Buddy is told from the point of view of the household pets, and in a nutshell, it's like Milo and Otis meets The Exorcist. It's a humorous take on the demonic possession genre, and in its own little way is a story the whole family will enjoy, assuming your family is as twisted as mine. There are several tiers available, with variant covers, enamel pins, die-cut stickers, buddy trading cards, and more. For the very bravest among you, we also have original artwork commissions and original page art from the very first issue of Buddy. 
We even offer backers the chance to be drawn and featured in future issues of the Buddy Saga. So please, help us get the exciting story of Buddy out to the masses by supporting the Kickstarter and telling every soul you know about it. The world might just depend on it. Please support the Kickstarter.